baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where local businesses and services tell their stories. I'm Randy Bushover. If you have one to share, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joined by Dr. Jim Brown, who is a longtime veterinarian at Blue Cross Animal Hospital, and he has a bigger effort that they're getting underway that he wants to talk about. So uh, thank you for being here and appreciate the time. Thank you, Randy. I'm here to chat about the mini vet school here in Buffalo, a kind of unique program that we started about 20 years ago. Spun off of the UB mini medical school. A couple of my clients years ago were all excited about the mini medical school they were telling me about during an appointment. I didn't know anything about it until I drove by UB that night and saw a little banner that said, tonight, the mini medical school. So I looked into it and I thought, you know what, we could do that. And it's really a a way for the general public to get a window into veterinary medicine and all the things we can do and all the things we are capable of. Sure, I mean, because obviously you'd have some funny people out there saying, oh, you're just only dealing with small animals. No, no, that's not the point. But what it is, is kind of as you just uh, discussed, kind of a short form introduction to the world of veterinary science, right? Medicine? Exactly. And um, we we hold it in a format that simulates medical school. So you're sitting in a, in a uh, lecture hall, a uh, veterinarian up in front teaching you about certain diseases. Uh, this year we're going to talk about therapy animals, laboratory animals, and all they do for us. UB has uh, thousands of laboratory animals, and they're often better cared for than some of our own pets are. It's wonderful. Veterinary dentistry. Dr. Hansen is a board-certified veterinary dentist and spends his whole day taking care of significant problems in in dogs and cats' mouths and tigers and lions, too, sometimes at the zoo. Now, this mini-vet school isn't actually a physical building, but they're more classes, right? Exactly right. Where are these classes and when? We hold them at Madai College now in their main building lecture hall, and that's just off of Agassiz Circle, the very beginning of Route 198 in the city. Uh, It's easy to register for. You can simply call 880-2306. You can even Google the mini vet school and that'll give you an email address, ehudson at medi.edu. The lectures are two in the evening on Tuesday nights starting at seven. Uh, Two different veterinarians each night. You could sign up for the whole series, although it started already last week. So it's currently uh, $20 for single dates. Still a bargain to sign up for the whole series. Uh, $40 for students for the whole series and seniors, $40. And you mentioned again that uh, email, ehudson at edu. Yes. Can't help you with Madai. If you've been here long enough, you should know how to spell <laughs> Madai, I'm sure. Also, I should point out the sponsorship by the Niagara Frontier Veterinary Society. Also helpful to have them behind this, too. 
Western New York is one of the unique areas in the whole country in which veterinarians look at each other as friends and colleagues and not competitors. So the Niagara Frontier Vet Society is an attempt to get us all together and work on projects uniformly. For example, rabies clinics. We help with rabies clinics. This unique mini vet school is the only one in the country that I know of. And for a lot of people, pets are a huge part of their lives. Uh, what has been your experience in how things have changed in human relations, pet relations, over the years that you've been practicing? It's a good question. When I first graduated from Cornell in 86, practiced in Springville, New York, <coughs> excuse me, um, pets were considered the dog or the cat, and everybody loved them, and they were in the home and a part of the home. But over the years, they became part of the family and now I won't even say they're part of the family, they are the family. Um, you might say that a car is part of the family or the television's part of the family, but right now the pet is the family, uh, oftentimes the most beloved part of the family. And treatment of some of the injuries, uh, maybe some of the broken bones that may have caused an animal to have to be put down in the past, that's in the past because there have been certainly a lot of advances just in that area. It's amazing what is now able to be done for our pets. Almost anything that is available for you and I are now available for our pets. One of the biggest challenges veterinarians face is that with all those capabilities come costs. So MRIs and CT scans and treatment for advanced forms of cancer are all available. But for many of us, is it is it possible that we can afford those things? So we're always caught between what is available and what is possible. Talking up the mini vet school, and uh, these sessions are available at Madai College. They are uh, hosted on Tuesday evenings in October from 7 to 9 p.m., the college's main building. The, uh, doc, Dr. Jim Brown is who we're speaking with, by the way. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Another uh, thing that has kind of cropped up with pets and pet care that people don't realize that similar to humans, uh, dogs, cats especially, also could have diabetes, which is, a, I guess, a growing problem now. It is, just like in our own population. Um, obesity is a problem, and with obesity comes sugar metabolism problems, and diabetes is a problem. When I first started veterinary medicine, diabetes was uh, almost a f considered a fatal disease by clients. But now diabetes is a very manageable disease, and people are quite willing to treat their dogs and cats uh, for diabetes with simple injections. It's not hard. So, again, a good example of how things have changed. And something else that's, that's in the news, the, the subject of marijuana, medicinal use, and all that, uh, again, not just talking about the humans, but uh, from what I understand, there is a, an effect of cannabis on pets, and it doesn't have to be just the smoke we're talking about. No, not at all. Certainly, um, if a dog eats some brownies, uh, it's very toxic to dogs. We have to be very careful. There's no known doses. There's no in, in a brownie, there's no known number of milligrams per brownie. It's often fatal. Um, and also, the cannabis oils, which are being used therapeutically, are still on the edge of illegal and a very big challenge for us because, to some extent, they're effective and useful, but also not legal in New York. And that's something that the mini vet school might also be uh, taking part in and getting the word out, I imagine? Exactly. There's a whole session on cannabis and pets 
also a great section on domestic violence and how uh, domestic violence and animal abuse are tied closely together. Uh, We have veterinary mythbusters as one of our topics, too, in which uh, one of our veterinarians, Dr. Donovan, is going to Google certain problems and see how accurate advice is off of Google, which we all use extensively, myself included, but uh, perhaps not for medical problems. One of the things I'm struck by, and it's because it's been a while since uh, I have been or my family have been people who've owned pets, mostly dogs, while we were growing up, uh, that just basic pet care may not escape or may have escaped people uh things like you you know they need food and water and probably shelter because you shouldn't really necessarily be having them held outside in conditions all the time are you finding that people really need kind of a primer now on how to do the basics i think one of the challenges is not that they need a primer on the basics but there's so many opinions about how how to do things how to train your dog or train your cat um and food, diets, are one of the biggest hot topics in veterinary medicine right now, ranging from raw diets, which are fi- we're finding to be not such a good idea for many reasons, all the way to inexpensive commercial diets, which are also not so good. So <clears throat> the number of opinions about how to feed your dog or cat or pet is amazing. Ignorance plays a role in in the exotic species, snakes, gerbils, reptiles, uh, turtles, um, those pets are often fed incorrectly out of love but ignorance. Um, They need a very special diet, very unique diet that they evolved to need, and we're not ready to feed it to them, so they suffer. Also, it occurs to me, especially with the reptiles, temperature, right? Like the, the environment uh, needs to be necessarily different than maybe you would live. Exactly. I once saw a Galapagos turtle who was being raised in a barn in western New York. If you can imagine what that turtle is going through trying to live in a barn that's 50 degrees, and again, it evolved to be in the Galapagos Islands. Hmm. Just the idea of taking mm-hmm. him out of there. Just I don't, I don't understand that part. Yeah. Uh, now... Getting back to the myths that you had just referenced, is there, can, can you like maybe break the code for us, like the biggest myth out there? I think one of them is uh, maybe vaccines, just like in humans. Are vaccines helpful or harmful? And just like in humans, think of the number of people and pets that have survived over the years because of vaccines. Certainly whenever we we take anything into our bodies. Our bodies have to deal with it, but it's been proven that vaccines are incredibly safe um, and for people and pets. That's a huge myth. And probably should take the time here, uh, Dr. Brown, to give out one more time the information on the mini vet school itself. It's really great. I think that uh, all, you, if you ask almost any 10-year-old, what do you want to be when you grow up, veterinarian is often an answer and this is a good way for young people and and everyone to really get a glimpse into what it's like to be a veterinarian and what we do in our days so it's at Madai College on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 all through October in their lecture hall and maybe the easiest way to register is simply call 880-2306 and uh, curious is it Dr. Harriet uh, who, who had the famous series of books experiences like that for you in your time as a veterinarian? You know, um, he actually, Dr. James Harriet 
actually that series uh, played a big part in one of my decisions to be a veterinarian. I was a history teacher uh, at the Nickel School for about eight years, and partly because of that series was popular at the time and partly because of some experiences I had as a result of teaching at Nichols, taking kids to farms and such, I decided, you know what, that's a career I would really like. And it worked out. It Farms today, or at least when I was on uh, on farms, was very much like the James Harriet series. <laughs> it really was. Oh, cat guy or dog guy? Right now a dog guy, although I, I think my favorite cat is a big orange uh, neutered male yeah, that's, orange tabby. That's one thing you find out with most people. I doubt everybody, but most people. There's always at least one or two or more dog or cat stories in their lives, that's yes, for sure. Yep. Well, very much appreciate the time. Glad to get the word out. Mini-Vet School, again, the uh, classes, as you heard, at Madai College on Tuesdays here in October. And uh, for more, you can uh, send an email to ehudson at madai.edu. been chatting with Dr. Jim Brown about the Mini-Vet School. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930. WBEN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.